Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode here on The Daily Grind. Today's episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After the year we've all been through, saving money should be at the top of everyone's resolution list. So if you're still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless, what are you doing? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. So for people looking to save a little bit extra money this month, this makes so much sense. Mint Mobile offers these premium wireless services for just $15 a month. And by going online only, so switching and eliminating these traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings onto you. All plans, just so you know, come with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You get to use your own phone with any Mint mobile plan and keep the same number along with all your existing contacts, photo, everything. So this is a no-brainer to switch to Mint mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash daily grind. That's mintmobile.com slash daily grind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash daily grind. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here on The Daily Grind. Today, I am super excited to be joined by a co-founder of Avive Nutrition, Dominic Dubay. Dominic has an amazing journey. He's a true entrepreneur, him along with his partner, Claudia. Uh, what they have done with this company, how they have grown it. It's one of my favorite conversations I've had here on The Daily Grind. I am super excited to introduce you to him. And without further ado, let's jump right into the podcast. Well, Dominic Dubay, welcome to the Daily Grind, my friend. How are you? Very good, Colin. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Of course, man. How are things? How's life? And uh, how's life just outside of Montreal? Yeah, life is good, man. It's been uh, like like no no surprise there. It's been it's been an interesting year, but uh, overall, we we finished the year and we're like pretty happy of how things end up and uh, and positive about next year for sure. So we'll happy to dive into what happened this year but uh but yeah very happy and we're gonna take a little bit of vacation in the next coming weeks just to calm down and be ready for 2021 yeah nice well we'll get into a little of that first uh you know for people listening don't know who dominic is if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing a little bit more as to kind of who you are and and what you do sure yeah so so i co-founded the well I'm Dominic Dubay. I'm from uh, originally from Sherbrooke. I uh, lived in Montreal for four years. Um, I co-founded the company Eviv uh, Nutrition. Previously was uh, called Eviv Smoothie um, uh, with my wife, uh, Claudia, uh, five and a half years ago now. And uh, we started a company uh, at, right after college, really. It was, uh, it was with the intention of, of simplifying the preparation of smoothie in the morning. Uh, Claudia, my wife, was making those very complete and green smoothie every every morning with all those ingredients, the, the kale, the hemp seeds and, and all that. And uh, we just had that like breakthrough idea of pre-making it in little cubes. So mm-hmm. in the morning when you're busy, you're running around, you just pop the cube in, the, in a mason jar or a, a shaker. You add water, almond milk, and then you, you let it melt and you shake it up. So it was like the, this no blender smoothie idea. 
And so uh, we started that uh, in, in a couple of retailers and, and built over the last five years to a point where uh, pretty happy where it is, uh, uh, sell across uh, Canada and a little bit in the US. And now we have uh, Aviva Meals, which are uh, a little bit the same idea, but simplifying the preparation of soups and bowls. So, uh, so yeah, cool. we are. Awesome. So, I mean, you and your, right after college, you and your wife, girlfriend at the time? Girlfriend at the time, yep. Okay. You guys have this idea. Um, once you have the idea, what's next? What was the first step you guys took? Yeah. So, so we're not from a, no background in entrepreneurship and really nobody in their families or friends were, were entrepreneurs. So it was a bit of a mess, you know, the first, <laughs> first year, honestly, we were, we didn't really know what we were doing. It was just, it's just like that idea. And so we were selling on a Facebook page and, and people were, would order and we would just like deliver it to their doors, a couple of bags. And then we were like, wow. okay, that's not scalable. And then we tried another thing, which was we had like pickup points. And, and by then we had a website um, and then people would pick up at like a restaurant or this and that. So we, we got it to a certain point and then we're like, yeah, that, that's not scalable either. Um, and then we entered the grocery stores and got distributors, uh, got distributors in. And, and so we, that was like on, on the second year and that, that got to a certain uh, interesting level. And then we, uh, we, we decided to launch online back then. That was three years ago. I believe we were the first um, uh, a company to sell frozen food online. So we had to figure out how to ship those uh, frozen food with dry ice yeah. and, and this and that. Um, so yeah, that was sort of a, very short, the uh, brief of, of the steps that got us to like understanding our business model of, of selling online and in, in the retail stores. Very cool. So what went through the, I mean, you'd mentioned like, you know, it's a no blender smoothie. So you had like, I'm, I'm looking like it's almost like an ice cube kind of shape. Is that right? Yeah. How did that, like who, did someone help you with that design? Did you guys just create that yourself? What, what went into that? Yeah, it's a good, uh, good question. So when we started, we're like, how can we, like, we had the idea of a cube, but it could be any shape, really. It was like a small, a small portion that could thaw uh, rapidly, right? That, that was the idea. Yeah. Um, but to make it, like, it, we had, like, the idea of making an ice trays, but it was not, you know, you can produce, like, yeah. enough. So, so what we did is we would uh, make the smoothies, pour it in, the, in, a, in a big uh, slab, and then we had those big knives and we were cutting it in little cubes uh, by hand. And that was the first prototype. Um, and then we were like, yeah, that's not scalable. <laughs> and so we, uh, we had the idea of a, a little recyclable a plastic mold uh, that would be, we fill with the smoothies and then flash freeze it. And then you just pop the little cubes up. I wish I had a, a sample to show you, um, but it's like, it's like just this, uh, this little wheel that makes it super easy and, and, and easy to manufacture as well. Very cool. Very so you cool. go through that first year, there's kind of some, uh, some learning pains going on. Um, what, was there like a breakthrough moment you guys look at, like whether it was, you know, a moment in time, something like kind of click, like what was that kind of that breakthrough moment for you guys? Yeah. A, a couple of, uh, of breakthrough moments, I'd say, you know, since we, we started the, I, we called it a project for the first year because we didn't know that it was a, it was going to be a company. But um, when we sort of realized that, you know, you have, you needed a distributor to sell in the grocery stores and we signed our first distributors that we sort of got us to, to an interesting point because we had those sales team in the distributors company to help us out 
you know, distribute and sell the product. Mm-hmm. So that really lift the, the, the company up. And then the, the other pivotal moment was uh, we were featured in, uh, in two uh, TV shows. So free publicity, um, Dragon's Den in, in Canada. And uh, the equivalent in Quebec is called uh, In the Eye of the Dragon. So, uh, and, and that was very, uh, very important because before that, the only way to really, for us to discover the brand, because we, we had limited uh, resources, was like to do sem- sampling in the grocery stores and, you know, events and this and that. But like overnight, we had like a million people that saw our brand uh, for free. Um, and so that was, that was pivotal. And then the third one would be when we launch online, um, we we figured out a way to make it work. Um, and that allowed people to, um, to discover the brand, not only in the freezer space, because like, you know, like you go in the, in your, in, your, in the freezer space in the grocery store, it's a terrible place to discover a brand. Like, you know, it's yeah. behind a door. You're there to buy whatever French fries or, or you're not there to discover something new. Um, but getting out of there uh, into the on, on the web uh, was very pivotal because pe- people can could try it uh, on, a, on on one click you know very cool what was the uh, what was the dragon's den process like yeah it was uh, it, so we did the Quebec show before so we had a little idea of how okay. things work. Um, and then a couple months later we did the the dragon's den but it's a funny uh, funny story because when we did the show in Quebec, um, my, my wife told me like, yeah, that was incredible. Um, but I'm never going to do the dragons and show because by, back then that was like three years ago where English was not, uh, super good. So it was like never going to go there. So I'm like, all right, but you know, it's free publicity, but then it, it ended up like that. But when I saw a, a posting on, on, on internet, so I, I sent my application for dragons and without telling her and like, you know, if we get like, we'll have the talk. Um, and so we got selected uh, for an interview. So I went without telling her. Um, and then wow. we got really selected. So then we needed to have the talk and, and she decided to, to, to go. And, and we had an incredible time uh, uh, going in, in, on, in Toronto and doing the, the show. We had offers from all the dragons. It was, it was a fantastic moment and very good for, uh, for uh, building the brand outside of Quebec as well. Very cool. What, uh, what stage of business were you guys at when you went into Dragon's Den? Um, at that moment, I think we were just over a million in sales. Um, so um, things were going fast, but we, we were just starting online. So, um, and, and I think just starting outside of Canada as well. Um, and then after that, things sort of really took off. Yeah, very cool. Um, what's what's been the process like being in business with your wife? Because uh, you know, I mean, for, for people listening, um, some people are. I know if like my my father and mom were, and things were fine. Uh, but for other people, it's a bit of a a bit of a challenge. Um, what's the kind of dynamic? Like, what roles do you guys play? Yeah, um, it's been very good, honestly. And and I have friends also like that are um, couple in in in, in business and. And some that, you know, are not in business together, but, you know, they, they have their challenge because one of them is just working his ass off and not having time for the couple. So I, I'd say for us, it's been good because we're always aligned on, 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 you know, working hard where we have to work hard, rest when we have to rest. We're pretty much aligned on, on that. And we have separate roles really since day one. We realized that, you know, Chloe was a mastermind of marketing and 
and I was more like operation and I like to sell. So I did that part and she did all the branding, the marketing. I didn't do anything really on that part. So we had a little bit of her own business to, to manage, you know? Yeah. Which is helpful, right? Cause you're not stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, how big is your team now? So we're, uh, we're 40, um, in the, in the office. Um, we did a, a big pivot about two years ago. Um, we, we had a, a manufacturing facility and we were at a point where it was too small. So we had to, to move out and, and, and either build a bigger facility and it was like massive investment or, uh, or find a partner. So we, we, we found a fantastic partner, um, uh, to, to help us with production. So we're more like, Aviv is now more focused on, on R and D, uh, marketing and, and, and sales. And, and we work with this partner who has manufacturing and they're, they're about 40, uh, at the manufacturing plant. So happy to say that we, we hire roughly 80 people to, 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 to do what we do. Wow. What was the transition like for, for you and your wife kind of, you know, at the beginning, you guys are doing everything, you're making the smoothies, you're selling them, you're delivering it. And now you're more in a, in a leadership role where like people are kind of looking at you and you're kind of playing. What, what was the process there like for you? Yeah. Lots of learnings. Um, <laughs> yeah. For the, first, for the first year and a half, we were, we were two, only Chloe and I and volunteering really, because we didn't have any, any, uh, um, any salaries. So so, and then after that, we decided to pay actually a first employee instead of paying herself, you know, to wow. get things going. Um, and so it, it took off really slowly in the first couple of, uh, I'd say the first two or two and a half, three years. Um, and then, and then we, we got a bit of funding. Uh, we, the sales were, were taking off. So we started adding people. Um, and, and yeah, like you're saying, like her roles was just evolving all the time. I, I was, you know, the, uh, manufacturing uh, facility director for for a year and a half, and then um, I was not doing that anymore. So I had to. I always had like a transition period of like maybe a month of just like, what am I? What am I supposed to do now? You know, you you just hired that super uh, intelligent person to do that. So you just like have to get out of the way, um, and then I would you know focus on other things. Uh, today I'm I'm really excited about the new the new upcoming project. So like new lines of product. Uh, scaling in the US, building the infrastructure to to make it be successful in the US. That's really my drive. And so uh, the team is like taking over uh, pretty much everything else. Very cool. Um, one thing I'm curious about, uh, which I want to go with it. I lost my train of thought. Give me a sec. I'll find <laughs> it. I find it in a second, you know? Okay, let's just, like- what's that, sorry? I like it. Tim Horton coffee. It's uh, yeah. It's so it'll stay. That's what, like I said, I didn't have time. <laughs> you guys have a bit of, uh, of uh, followers in, in the U S yeah. You know what? About uh, 65% of listeners are in the U S no mm-hmm. wow. Which is so funny being a Canadian podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's just, no, I think it's just like population, right? Cause when you release it out on like iTunes and Spotify, it goes everywhere. Yeah. So you got more of a chance. Typically speaking, people will have more listeners out of the U S. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's just go into your transition. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, that transition, like new products are coming along. You're, you're focused on, you know, you had mentioned you you went from smoothies. Now you got like kind of little meal kits going on. Um, mm-hmm. Talk uh, talk through what the what the plans are with that. Yeah, so 
we did, we did, we, we sort of, I'd say we solved the, the, what we had in mind for the smoothie for the first uh, four years. And we got it to a point where, you know, it was, it was helping people like we had intended. Uh, we had like 15 different flavors, online retails. We, we had signed up like all the major retailers in Canada, Loblaw, Sobeys, and, and we were about to enter the US. And, and since like the second year, I did, we had this idea of like, you know, those little cubes, if, if we, if we do them a little differently, they can make, they can, they can solve soup, you know, soup prep, you know, you just pop the cubes and you add, you know, hot water and you have yourself a, a lunch really. And then, so we started playing a little bit with that and we realized, you know, those cubes, if you pop into water, it makes a soup. If you pop it on rice, it makes a very nice bowl, like a, 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 literally a complete bowl, like it can be a chili or a, a Indian food. Um, so, uh, so that's how the, I guess sort of happened and, um, and we decided to, to release it, you know, in, in September this year, um, and as a test and, and re- people really got it, you know, they're just like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. You know, it's like the smoothies, but you can do yeah. soups and bowls. And so right now it's, it's, uh, distributed, uh, online and it's going to launch across uh, Canada in, uh, in February. Very cool. In the re- so, I mean, there's, I mean, that's a, a great lesson. You kind of launch a test. I think so many people like are listening, have a business and, you know, they have that idea. What goes into, I mean, when, when you have an idea like that, when you want to launch a test, what's a, for you, like, what, what did you see as a success with that test? Yeah, it's a good question. And we're honestly, we're still asking yourself uh, okay. that and, and yeah, <laughs> but, um, but we, yeah, we, we, we sort of set ourselves like, if we can get that amount of units out just, you know, with, with our current uh, communication channel, like emailing and, and, and social media, you know, that means that there's, there's, there's a level of traction that we want. And then the other things like was if we present to retailers, are they going to be excited about the idea or, or are we going to have to push and pay those massive listing fees to get it in, you know, push it down <laughs> the throat. Yep. And so we, we, we achieved both. We, we got to certain, to the level of units uh, in the first three months that we wanted. So that means like, okay, people, you know, they get it, they want to try it. And at the retail level, we got a lot of excitement from retailers. They're like, Oh wow. Yeah. We don't have that. You know, this is going to solve this and that we're bringing it in. So we're like, okay, there's something there. Very cool. Um, I have like three questions for you here. Rapid fire. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be rapid fire. You can answer them as quick or as long as you want. Um, when you go into a business like this, like say someone has, has an idea, right? They, they're like, Oh, I, I could make a, a bar or I could do this. What's the most challenging part of your business? Um, I'll talk from my experience in food. Um, for us, it was manufacturing all along. Um, it like, if you want to make a bar, there's probably a ton of tons of co-packers that make exactly that, but that probably means that there's tons of competition, Right. Uh, if you want to make something unique, in our case, it was unique. There, at first, there was literally no co-packers that could make exactly what we want. They could adapt their production line to do what we want, but we didn't have the volume at that time. Mm. So that, there's that period where you sort of have to do it yourself if you're bringing in something innovative. And that is really challenging if you're not like expert in manufacturing. And that's been very painful those first those first years. Um, so yeah, manufacturing has been by far the, the biggest challenge. <laughs> Very cool. And then uh, when you kind of moved online, I'm sure the, the marketing, did the marketing strategy kind of switch for you? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Um, 
before that marketing strategy was pretty simple. We were making uh, samplings in grocery stores. You know, that's, yeah. that's sort of the way to go. If you have a food company in retail, you have people to try it. So we had a team of like, I don't know, like 20 part-time students all around Canada making sampling in the, during the weekend in the grocery stores. And then when we launched online, we're like, oh my God, we can have all those people discover it, you know, through an ads or an influencer or an ambassador. And so we started, we started to build this community uh, online of people that, you know, talked about the product and, and, and people could just try it there. So yeah, it's been a massive switch. Very cool. So you had mentioned the influencer marketing, which is kind of so uh, big right now. Would you say that that was kind of uh, the biggest, the biggest form of marketing you guys did the most successful? Uh, like in percentage, no, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good portion. I'd say it's uh, among the top three, uh, tech, the uh, acquisition channels that we have. Um, like I said, it's more Claudia that does marketing. I'm not yeah. the expert. I, I see the numbers. I'm, I, I, I get my very high level understanding on, on, on it, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like. For us, it's good to build a brand, like the community and everything. And then there's a sales aspect. I think we invest a lot in that to, because we want to build a brand and, and, and this community around Aviv more than, than just, you know, looking at the sales. Very cool. Um, that question just came back to me as you were talking. So early stages yeah. when you were like, we didn't pay each other, like you and you and your wife didn't make any money the first two years. Did you have another job um, during that process? Yeah, well, I, I did for the first, uh, I think, six months. Okay. Uh, so my criteria to find a job, I, 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 I had a degree in um, mechanical engineering. So I could, you know, work in, in a plan, but I, I couldn't work in a full-time job and expect to, to build a V. So sure. I was looking for a job that could make a lot of money with a, not a lot of time invested. Uh, so I found this opportunity of uh, door-to-door selling um, in the weekend. I was selling driveways, basically. Okay, gotcha. And so no salaries, no base salaries, but uh, I think it was 20% commission. So uh, so when you once you sold a driveway, it's like a, a thousand bucks. You made you made two hundred dollars in a day. Some days I wouldn't make any money, but uh, it was like the way I was spending my weekends, and it it, it worked. It, it it paid the it paid the bill for the first uh, first year. Very cool. So you were just going? Were were you like knocking on doors? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, wow. knocking on doors and presenting the company, and you know, looking for the house with the shitty driveways and trying to to get them to invest in, in their driveways. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like, there's so many, I've spoken to so many entrepreneurs and so many of them have that. And I have that, like that door to door experience. Right. And, and it's so valuable because when you do get in a business and you could piggyback off this, it's difficult, right? Like you face so much rejection and you face so much failure and just having gone to a house and someone slam a door, tell you to F <laughs> off, you know, like that, like it builds that muscle. So, so you're not afraid right. to ask, right? Yeah, it does. I, yeah, I'd say it's, it's, it's one of the good life experience that I had of, and, and I, I, I'll be honest, like the first, the first day, the first Saturday that I did that got so many rejections. My pitch was horrible. I was not even confident. It was terrible. And, at the end, I was like crying and just like, what am I doing? You know, it's, I am, I, I did all that degree in mechanical engineering. Here I am trying to sell driveways and, and blending smoothies. And it just didn't make sense. And then I like, okay, I'm going to try another day. And then, and then, and that other day I sold one driveways. And, and, and so I like, okay, there's, it's possible. And we got hope. 
Yeah. <laughs> we got hope. Uh, entrepreneurship, was it, was it in you from a young age? Like, is it something that you was on your radar or was it more just, you know, university, the idea kind of sparked and you, and you rolled with it? Um, I would say, no, it's, it's really at the university that I, I, I had a bunch of ideas, like always like a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. I had this idea of like, uh, an, an hospital bed that had some features, um, cause I encountered that needs during my, my degree. And then another idea is like a canning system for people that make beer at home. Um, and, and yeah, I had those ideas, but I didn't know that it was like to start a company. It was just like, I have those ideas of, of, of things, you know, I wanted to build things. Yeah. Um, and it's really when Chloe and I, you know, uh, had this idea, it really like clicked, like it, it passionate her, the, the nutrition side of things and finding a way to make those little cubes passionate me. And so it really combines both. And, and we're like, let's start a project. And then the project became a company. It took a year for us to call it a company. Yeah. Well, that's sometimes it, right? Like sometimes you, yeah. it takes a year, even though it was probably a company the first year. Like if you look back on yeah. everything, it, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely a company. Um, so moving forward, you know, obviously uh, things have changed this year, but we're hoping things kind of get back to normal. What do you, I mean, you're going in the U.S., you're coming out with new products. What's the goal two, three years down the road with the Beep? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about goal setting because I think that's 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 one of the things that we that we definitely learned, you know, throughout that journey about having a, a destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a quarterly destination, a yearly destination. So uh, we, we put in place, like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with OKRs, uh, goal setting systems, but it's the way that Google managed goal setting. Um, I came across the book, uh, uh, Measure What Matters from John Doerr, and it just explains this way of goal setting. And I was like, it really clicked with me. Um, so, yeah, we, we built quarterly and yearly OKRs uh, aligned with the strategy, and it really sort of aligned all the team. So next year, it's really about, you know, making making it a success in the u.s and 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 that aviv smoothie really became aviv with 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 this uh, successful uh, meal line uh so working towards that and in the long run i think you know this the concept that we designed both the concept that we designed uh can can work in other continents you know yeah. where we have arrived in europe and but but you know we're, we 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 test and learn really we we try things iterate and 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 then realign the strategy which is probably the best way to always do it. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. when it comes to goal setting, um, how specific are you when you, when you're setting your goals for the company? Yeah, pretty, pretty specific. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, you know, we make sure that it's measurable. Um, you know, the, the, the goal is like, it can be, for example, if each smoothie becomes a Vive, um, but then in the details, what does that mean? Like how many units you must sell of that new line of product? Um, how many flavors are you going to launch? Uh, how many listings are you going to get? Uh, so pretty specific on the, on the way that we measure, that we measure our goals. Um, so, you know, at the end of the year, you're like, yes or no, it's, there's no, there's no in between. It's like, I want to become a better person. Yeah. What's that, you know, uh, it has to be measurable. And it's so important. Like you mentioned goal setting and I'm a big proponent of it. I come from a sports background. So like if you look at sports teams, right, like their goal every year is to win a championship. But within that, like there's little mini goals that they set and they're constantly evaluating. Is this working? What do we need to do? Who do we need to move out, bring in? Um, And I think in business, people start, but people aren't 
you know, like I can't just become a basketball player tomorrow, but someone can become an entrepreneur. So it's definitely like a learned skill and you always have to be, to be learning. Is that something you focus on as well as like always kind of learning and improving yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So when we, when we started implementing OKRs, like goal setting things at the company level, it took me like a year and a half, two years to realize like I didn't have personal goals. Mm -hmm. Like I, my goals were the company's goal. And and so I, at that point, I, I realized like I need personal goals because I'm going to become the company and it, I have different goals than the company has. So I started to build my personal OKRs uh, goals for, for, for every quarter, every year. And it can be, you know, physical training or things that I want to accomplish, uh, spiritual things. You know, I want to meditate uh, that amount of time. And, um, and that I feel really improved my, my well-being because I was not it's sort of separate a little bit, the company and Dominic, you know, a hundred percent. I think, uh, this is just in my opinion, cause I suffered from it. And I think I see so many people as well as like when you do have a business, like you align your happiness with the business's success and you have to yeah. separate that and realize that like those things are opposite. Like you being happy doesn't have to correlate over to your success, to your business being successful. Right. And that's mm -hmm. a, that's yeah. really like I find that that's and I still do struggle with that. Like that's such a struggle for people. But I, I think as you mentioned, you, got, you just have to be aware. Once you're aware of it, then things become like you can start to work on it, right? Yeah, yeah, could couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's so true, and it's a constant struggle. Like you say, it's uh, the ups and downs are still there, and uh, they're probably always be, but there will be depth over time. <laughs> Hundred uh, percent for. People listening who are, who are wanting to start something, right? Like they have that idea in mind. Maybe they're in a job. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're coming out of college. When you have that idea, based on your experience, what would you suggest to someone like that? What would you suggest they do first? Should they test their product and service? Like how do you, how do you go about taking that idea and then actually starting to transform it into a business? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good question. We... When we had the idea um, in 2015, we one of the first thing we we, we did was go to a, an incubator. Okay. You know that those organizations they help you scale your, your your idea, and so we sat down with the people that make the decision if you're in or not, and they're like, you know, you, the idea is really cool, um, but you know you have to prove yourself. So what about you go, you know, spend the, the summer, try to sell it, you know, the, whatever the way you can. Come back in September, and if you've been able to sell your ideas, we'll take you in that program. So, so that's what we did. We 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 started to sell on our Instagram page and uh, Facebook page and deliver door to door. And we, I think, we got to a point where we were making like five thousand dollars a month. And we we uh, we came back to the incubator and they're like, "Yeah, okay, you did your homework. It's working. Uh, we're gonna take you in and we're gonna help you out. You know, build your business model and everything." Yeah. Uh, so I'd say that that that's that's a very good. Uh, idea that I've received to just go out there and try to sell your idea, even though it means delivering it by hand uh, or cutting cubes with with a with a with a knife. Uh, you know, you just have to do it. So true. And even now with like online, it makes it easy. Where say you don't have a product like that, say you have maybe a service or like you're trying to sell an ebook. Say just throwing that out there. Like you can make a little yeah. landing page, and you can spend you know a couple hundred bucks to be able to see can I drive traffic and are people converting? Like, is this something that I could actually do? I think that's so important to do before you go and invest all this time. Cause 
it's as much as you could do it for a very limited amount of money. The amount of time it takes to kind of set everything up is, is so much. It's, it's costs a lot of money at the end, you know? Yeah, it does. It doesn't. And, and your first idea is probably not going to be the one that's, that will scale. You know, it, there's probably 20 iteration. Like we had those iteration. The first product that we sold in the retail stores was $15 for a bag. And, I don't know what we thought, but we thought it's better to put more product so people will have it for a longer time, but it's not the way it works. You, you, in the retail store, you need this, those perfect price tag, you know, to make it work. Yeah. So there's so many iterations on the packaging, on the format, on the way it's produced, the flavors. Uh, anyway, yeah, so agreed hundred <laughs> percent. Um, well, if people want to, to learn more about Aviv, like wh- where can everyone go? Uh, on our website, uh, avivnutrition.com, uh, Facebook page, uh, avivnutrition, uh, Instagram. And yeah, I'm not a marketing guy. I, I don't know the perfect handle, but, uh, but yeah, uh, all those, all those platforms, uh, were there and people can try it online, the smoothies and the lunches. And in every retailers really across Canada, Little Boss and Sobeys and Whole Foods. Oh, very cool. And then, uh, if people wanted to follow along, you know, with you, like, is there a social media platform you're most active? Uh, LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. You can write, write me on LinkedIn. Uh, that would be the best place. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll share all those links and Dominic uh, can't thank you enough for coming on here, sharing your journey. I know people are listening right now and probably very inspired to do something themselves because what you and your wife have done is, uh, is amazing. Looks like you're constantly evolving and I'm super excited personally to kind of watch uh, where you guys take this. Very uh, nice of you, Colin. Uh, thanks for having me and glad I could share a bit of our, of our story. And if it can inspire a few, uh, it's awesome. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, first go to avivnutrition.com. Check these guys out. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, we'll be back next week with another interview. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding.